Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Friday, September 8th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. I hope you had a great week. It's finally Friday, everybody. We finally made it. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, Well, in fact, unless you're working, in which case, I hope you can listen to a little My Daily Trivia at work, give you maybe a little 20 minutes of relief and a little fun. Now, if this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. We do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, of course, today is Friday, which means that today is the hardest day of the week. I hope it's the easiest day of the week for you, but in terms of trivia, it's the hardest day of the week. Now, as always, if you find this episode to be a bit too challenging for your taste, well, I encourage you to listen to it anyway, take the weekend off, relax, come back on Monday. We're going to have the easiest day of the week starting on Monday. Then again, if you find this episode to be a to be a bit too simple for you, well, I congratulate you because this is as hard as it gets. So without further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. What is the stage name of the American rapper whose real name is Rakeem Mayers? And that rapper is called ASAP Rocky. Rakeem Mayers, known professionally as ASAP Rocky, is an American rapper and singer-songwriter. Born and raised in Harlem, he embarked on his musical career as a member of the hip-hop collective ASAP Mob, from which he adopted his moniker, ASAP Rocky. His debut album, Long Live ASAP, in 2013, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 and was later certified double platinum by Recording Industry Association of America. Now, if you don't know who ASAP Rocky is, perhaps you know his girlfriend, his partner, who is Rihanna. They actually have two children together. So if you don't know who ASAP Rocky or Rakeem Mayers is, perhaps you know Rihanna. Well, they're together. They have two kids, and uh, I believe they might be married as well. In any case, moving on to question number two. In the board game Chess, what is the term for a move in which the king is attacked by an opponent's piece and it must move to a safe square space to avoid capture, often involving a simultaneous move of one of the player's rooks. And this term is called castling. Castling is a move in chess. It consists of moving the king two squares towards a rook on the same rank, and then moving the rook to the square that the king passed over. Castling is permitted only if neither the king nor the rook has previously moved. The squares between the king and the rook are vacant, and the king does not leave, cross over, or finish on a square attacked by an enemy piece. Castling is the only move in chess in which two pieces are moved at once. Now, I am not a chess player. I have friends who compete quite heavily against each other. There's big rivalries with my friends, and so perhaps they would get this one right, I personally was stumped, but now I know that castling is the move where you can swap and move the rook and the king. Moving on to question number three. What Minnesota town was the actor 
Winona Ryder born in? Now this is a bit of a trick question because she was born in Winona. That's Winona, Minnesota. Winona Laura Horowitz, known professionally as Winona Ryder, is an American actress. Originally playing quirky roles, she rose to prominence for her more diverse performances in various genres in the 1990s. She has received many accolades, including a Golden Globe Award, in addition to nominations for a Grammy Award, a BAFTA Award, and two Academy Awards. Now, she's named after Winona, Minnesota, and Ryder was given her middle name, Laura, because of her parents' friendship with Laura Huxley, writer Aldous, Aldous Huxley's wife, which is quite interesting. Moving on to question number four. Lucinda Riley is a famous author, known for her series of novels titled The Seven Sisters. How many books compose this saga? Now, my guess was seven. I did not know the answer. My logical guess was seven, but it is in fact eight. So seven sisters, eight books. In 2014, Riley published The Seven Sisters, the first novel of a series of the same name. The novel series made her a best-selling author, especially in Europe. The novels have been translated into several languages and have sold a combined total of over 30 million books. In 2016, producer Rafael de Laurentiis, apologies if I mispronounced that, purchased the television rights to the series. Now, unfortunately, Lucinda Riley passed away in 2021 from esophageal cancer before she could actually finish her final book. Now, prior to passing away, she asked her son if he could complete it for her in the event of her death, which he did. He completed it for her and it was published posthumously. So, once again, The Seven Sisters, that book series, has eight total books. Moving on to question number five. The Kama Sutra is an ancient Indian text known for its teachings on human sexuality and relationships. Who is traditionally attributed as the author of the Kama Sutra? Now, I am undoubtedly mispronouncing this, but the traditionally attributed author is named Vatsyayana. The Kama Sutra is an ancient Indian Sanskrit text on sexuality, eroticism, and emotional fulfillment in life. Attributed to Vatsyayana, the Kama Sutra is neither exclusively nor predominantly a sex manual on sex positions, but rather was written as a guide to the art of living well, the nature of love, finding a partner, maintaining one's love life, and other aspects pertaining to pleasure-oriented faculties of human life. So once again, the Kama Sutra, allegedly written by Vatsyayana. Question number six. What is the name of the national symbol and emblem of Laos, often associated with Buddhism and the country's cultural heritage? 
and that national symbol is called Fa That Luang. Fa That Luang is a gold-covered large Buddhist stupa in the center of the city Vientiane, Laos. The first level is 223 by 226 feet, which is about 68 by 96 meters. The second level is 157 feet, or 48 meters, on each side. The third level is 98 feet, roughly 30 meters, along each side. From the ground to the pinnacle, the Fa That Luang is 147.6 feet high. That's equivalent to about 45 meters. Since its initial establishment, suggested to be maybe in the 3rd century AD, the stupa has undergone several reconstructions as recently as the 1930s due to foreign invasions in the area. It is generally regarded as the most important national monument in Laos and a national symbol. Now, I never would have guessed this one. I had to Google the uh, the answer to this. I had to Google the Fa That Luan, and it's actually quite recognizable. I have seen pictures of it before, and it might be something that you would recognize as well. So not only, not only is it something that we recognize, now it is something that we all know as the national symbol of Laos. Question number seven. In thoroughbred horse racing, what is the term used to describe the lineage of a horse tracing its ancestry through a direct line of descent from the dam, or the mother, and the sire, which is the father. And that term is a pedigree. A pedigree results in the presentation of family information in the form of an easily readable chart. It can simply be called a family tree, is more colloquial. Pedigrees use a standard set of symbols. Squares represent males, and circles represent females. Pedigree construction is a family history, and details about an earlier generation may be uncertain as memories fade. Now, the word pedigree is actually a corruption of the Anglo-Norman French pe de cru, which means crane's foot. Now, this might be because the typical lines and split lines resemble the thin leg and foot of a crane, or because such a mark was used to denote succession in pedigree charts. Question number eight. What geological epoch followed the Pleistocene epoch, marking the most recent period in Earth's history, characterized by significant human expansion. And that epoch is called the Holocene. The Holocene is the current geological epoch. It began approximately 11,700 years before 2000 CE, the year 2000. It follows the last glacial period, which concluded with the Holocene glacial retreat. The Holocene and the preceding Pleistocene together form the Quaternary period. The Holocene has been identified with the current warm period, known as MIS-1. It is considered by some to be an interglacial period within the Pleistocene epoch, called the Flandrian interglacial. Now, interestingly, the word Holocene 
was formed using two ancient Greek words. Holos is the Greek word for whole, and scene comes from the Greek word meaning new, so therefore the concept is that this epoch is entirely new. Once again, that is the Holocene following the Pleistocene epoch. Moving on to question number nine. What psychological phenomenon, described as a cognitive bias, refers to the tendency for people to overestimate their own abilities or qualities and to underestimate the negative qualities in themselves compared to others? And this psychological phenomenon is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. Some researchers also include the opposite effect for high performances. The, the tendency for high performers to underestimate their skills when in reality their skills are actually much better. Now in popular culture, the Dunning-Kruger effect is often misunderstood as a claim about general overconfidence of people with low intelligence instead of a specific overconfidence of people unskilled at a particular task, which is in fact its true definition. So once again, that is called the Dunning-Kruger effect, something that we, I'm sure, are all probably guilty of at one time or another. Moving on to our final question of today, question number 10. Which kind of flowers were once exchanged as a form of currency? And that flower was the tulip. In 17th century Netherlands, tulips were so valuable and in such high demand that they actually caused a craze known as tulip mania. For years, people were so obsessed with tulips that they actually traded their valuables and paid thousands of guilders, which was the previous form of currency for the flower. In 1637, Tulip madness struck the people of the Netherlands. In just six months, tulip prices rose to more than 20 times their previous worth. At the time, a bouquet of tulips cost roughly the same price as an average home or 10 years of a craftsman's salary. Now, fun fact, at the height of the craze, tulips were even traded on the Amsterdam Stock Exchange. And when I was reading, uh, when I was doing a little research about this, I even read a few stories of people being arrested for picking the wrong tulip. In fact, there were two sailors on separate occasions. These sailors did not know each other. But in both stories, the sailors each tried to eat tulips because they thought they were onions, which is kind of funny. And one of them actually ended up spending one full year in prison. So once again, that was the tulip in the midst of tulip madness. So that will conclude this round of my daily trivia. If you found this round to be uh, a, a bit too difficult, a bit challenging, well, why don't you take the weekend off, come back to us on Monday. It's going to be the easiest day of the week. Maybe not for you, but certainly for trivia. 
And if you found this one to be a bit too simple, well, give yourself a pat on the back. Check in on Monday because it's going to be even easier. I hope all of you have a great weekend. I want to thank each of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. Tell your friends. Tell your families. We're always trying to grow the community here at My Daily Trivia. Once again, I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you on Monday. Monday.